This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is hour number three of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having an awesome day. She has been covering the NFL for 28 seasons plus, a Hall of Fame voter, past president, of the Pro Football Writers of America and a writer for Pro Football Talk. It's Shireen Williams here in the G-Bag Nation here on The Fan. And a good afternoon, Shireen. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy New Year to everybody. Same to you. Uh, how many Cowboys are we getting in this year, you think? <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to be surprised if Cliff Harris doesn't go in. Normally those seniors are kind of rubber stamped once they get to that point. Uh, I'm sorry, not, not, not Cliff Harris, Chuck Halley. Uh, Cliff Harris is obviously already in. Uh, you did Chuck a good Halley, job I'm getting real, him in, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to be real surprised if Chuck doesn't go in, the, the latest from those those 1970s teams, um, because usually it is rubber stamped once they get to that point uh, in the process. So I think he goes in for sure. I'm going to be real surprised if DeMarcus Ware doesn't go in. I was surprised last year when he didn't go in as a first ballot guy. And I don't know why he didn't get in. The only thing I can think is some people thought he needed to wait for a year. I don't know why because he checks off all those boxes. So I'm going to be surprised if he doesn't go in. Darren being his first year and his 15th year of eligibility, I don't know that he'll get in. Um, when you, once you get into that queue, you still have to wait a little bit longer. But this is an important step for him. So I, I would love to see three go in and sit here in, in a few weeks and say, hey, three of them went in. This is fantastic. Uh, I just don't know that all three will go in. But I do think the first two have great chances to go in this year. Yeah, Shireen, we got to uh, visit with DeMarcus before the season started. We had a Miller Lite uh, fan event, and he was still a, a little hot about not getting into the Hall of Fame. And he said a little birdie told him the reason why was they had to get Bryant Young in. And they, they'd made him wait, so they, they were saying, all right, you'll get in next year, but if we don't get Bryant Young in, we're worried he's not going to get in. So how much of a conversation is that? with guys that, all right, maybe if we don't get them in now, they're not going to be able to get in, and they weigh that when they're kind of selecting the five. Yeah, there was no discussion of that within the meeting, uh, of comparing the two or let's get him in or whatever the case may be. I never heard that, and I don't know that that, that was necessarily – I don't know. I mean, I guess you would have to talk to the people who didn't vote for DeMarcus, and I don't know who those people are. Again, there was nothing negative said about the about DeMarcus's career, and I don't know what negative you could say about his career. You know, we talk about checking off the boxes. He checks off all those boxes with the Super Bowl ring, with the 138 and a half sacks that he had in his career, with the all pros that he had. You don't necessarily look at, at, at Pro Bowls as much because we know how much guys go into the Pro Bowl, how many guys go into the Pro Bowl every single year. But when you get up in, in that four or five all pro range, as DeMarcus was, he had four. Uh, that checks that box. I mean, there's just nothing in his career that you look at and go, yeah, but if only he had, there's there's none of that. Like, he just checks all the boxes. So, I, I 
I'm not stunned in many of those meetings because you you feel one way or another usually uh, how the candidate is is going, how everybody is doing, and and who you think is going to get in once. There just seems to be some momentum sometimes. But in DeMarcus's case, it was one of the few times I was surprised because nothing negative was said about him or his career. And so I just expected him to be there when they announced the five and he wasn't there. So it kind of surprised me that he wasn't. Uh, I do hope he's in this year in the five because he should be. He shouldn't have had to wait one year, uh, but he shouldn't have to wait certainly more than one year. Sharina, I'm I'm going to put you on the spot, but I'm not going to ask you to name any names. And you've been doing this a long time for the Hall of Fame. Are there names in the Hall of Fame that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame that you're having to now kind of trying to correct some mistakes with pe- with putting guys in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think I think some people would say that, Brian. And, and I think more of of maybe what you're getting at is is first ballot guys, and there have been too many probably first ballot guys. And you look at some of those first ballot guys, and and you start to go, yeah, you probably shouldn't have been. To, to me, there is a difference between a, a first ballot and, and not a first ballot. And and some of those that got in, maybe some people look back and go, you know what, we're putting in too many first ballot guys. Some guys need to wait. Um, they're just not the no-brainers. And, and there's very few of those no-brainers where the, the presenter just stands up and says, ladies and gentlemen, I present Emmett Smith and sits down, which was the case with Rick Goslin and, and Emmett Smith. That's all that needed to be said. It was obvious he's going in. Very few of those guys. That's the first ballot guys, I think, that you look at. Uh, in DeMarcus's case, there was a presentation for him, um, but I still think that he did enough in his career, especially comparing it to some of those guys who've gotten as, as first ballot guys over the years. To me, he's done more than some of those guys did. But I think there may have been some pushback on that, Brian. You're exactly right on on people saying, let, let, let's hit the brakes on some of these guys. They they can stand to wait a while. You know, Terrell Owens is another one that shouldn't have to wait as long as he did, and and certainly he he had to wait. And and then there's some that I think we can probably name who probably went in uh, faster than they than they should have. It's Shereen Williams here with you on 105.3 The Fan. What would you like Cowboys fans to know uh, about Chuck Howley and what he was for for the team uh, during his heyday? Yeah, just so important to, to their success on defense in the, in the 70s. And, and obviously he has the MVP, the only member of a losing team to get that MVP award, which is huge. But he was just such an important part of all those defenses, those doomsday, doomsday defenses. And any of us that had the pleasure of watching that, you, you know just how important he was to those defenses. And for so long we talked about, oh, there's a Cowboys bias where you know those guys weren't going in. If they just beaten Pittsburgh in one of those two Super Bowls they lost, they would have had more guys in. That's been a correction now. And, and I talked about Cliff Harris being one guy that's gone in. And now Drew Pearson – and hopefully now Chuck Halley. So there's been some correction take place that, that some of those guys who are Hall of Famers don't have to worry about, well, this team didn't beat Pittsburgh in one of those two Super Bowls, and so they are getting their due. It's just taken far longer um, than they would have liked, and, and a lot of people would have liked to have them go into the Hall of Fame. But just an outstanding, outstanding linebacker and one of the best in the business uh, in his era. Shereen, I, I do think you guys do a hell of a job. The, the question I now have – for you is, and you you gave me about timelines and stuff like that and first ballot, but what about the guys that are having to wait so long that they they might be sick or they mentally don't aren't all there? 
And now, you know, do they even know they're going into the Hall of Fame? Is there is there something like that that, you know, I mean, Chuck Howley is 86 years old. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and you know, you're going to tell him he's going into the Hall of Fame and he's going to look at you and say, oh, great. You know, but is he really going to know he's in the Hall of Fame? You know, is there something, is that something that's even talked about among the voters? It sometimes is brought up. There's no question, Brian. It's brought up. Um, And I don't know how much that factors in, probably more for some people than for others. But you look like, you look at a guy like Ken Stabler, speaking of of how long it took to go into the Hall of Fame, and and he died before he got to, to know that he was a Hall of Famer. So there's a lot of that. And I think that's the one that are as sad as it, it, to me. Um, but yeah, you, it, those that get up there in age and, and uh, know but don't know, those hurt too because you wish they had had a chance to really celebrate when they realized and understood and, and, and could process the fact that their their bus is going to be in Kent forever. So occasionally it is brought up. I'm not, I'm not going to lie about that. Occasionally it is that, look, you know, this, this might be the end, that the last time that this coach gets to know that, that he went into the Hall of Fame. And, you know, Dan Reeves is, is another. I got to present Dan Reeves uh, this year, and, and I think he's a Hall of Famer, and I think eventually he will be into the Hall of Fame. But he's another guy that, you know, not so long ago died, and you wish that he had, had gotten to enjoy that before he died to know that, that he was a Hall of Famer if he indeed does end up as a Hall of Famer, and I think he will eventually. Talking with the great Shereen Williams here on 105.3 The Fan. It's the first time that Darren Woodson has made the list of finalists. And and you mentioned, you know, some momentum you, you felt previously. Are you feeling that for Woody maybe this year, that this is finally his year? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm more excited about him being on the Final 15 than, than anything else in this whole process because it's been 15 long years just to get him to take that step. And normally what happens when, when you get into that 15, eventually you go in. That's what the stats say. That's what history says, that once you hit that 15 and your case is debated, and Albert Lewis is in his final year. So, yeah. you know, if, if he doesn't make it this year, then he's getting in a long queue of seniors, and, and he may be a guy we're talking about, uh, you know, hey, we wish. Um, but most of these guys who still have eligibility remaining – when they get into the queue, they eventually go in. And it's usually not that first year they become a finalist, which is why I said, I hope he goes in. I hope people appreciate his case when they hear it. It's it's a really strong case. It's a shame that it hasn't been presented before now, but I'm glad it's presented now 15 years later because I think he does truly have a strong case. And one of the things I've always pointed out is, is that offense was great. And we're not going to argue that triplets, everything else. They were in there very quickly. Uh, Michael had to wait uh, three years before he went in, but you know, all those guys deserve it. I'm not taking anything away from them, but I just don't think the defense from the nineties has gotten its due. Cowboys never ranked first in total offense or scoring offense in the nineties, never ranked first. Their defense did rank first. They twice, they were number one in yards, seven times they ranked the top five in points allowed. Defense wins championships. I think people forget that with those great Cowboys teams and how good they were on offense. But they were truly great. And the fact that they have only one defender in Canton who played on all three of those teams, uh, and Dion obviously played in, in the last one. Charles Haley played on all three. But I just think that, that Darren's name, um, he came in in 92. I just think that, that he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. He needs to be the next defender uh, on that team in the Hall of Fame just for what he meant to those defenses. Again, 
I don't know how you look at his career and say there's something misses. Longevity was there, 178 games, three All-Pros, uh, Super Bowl rings, just everything you want in a player was there. And, and we've been way more fair for Sam. This is why I'm encouraged. We've been way more fair to safeties over the last, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten years than we ever were. There was a point not that long ago when there were five true safeties in the Hall of Fame, and, and it, it was not right for those safeties. We were basically saying safeties and tight ends do not matter, and they do. And, and I think we've corrected that, and that's why I think Woody now has a chance that he's going to hear his, have his case heard. But I believe that in the next five years he'll be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame now. I was getting him to that 15, and we've done that, and I'm so happy about that that we can go in – and everyone can hear just how important this guy was to those three Super Bowl teams in the 90s. Talking with Shereen Williams here in the G-Bag Nation, has there ever been a Hall of Fame party quite like the one Jerry threw a few years back? <laughs> Never. Uh, DeBarlow kind of started that, uh, what, a year or two before Jerry did, uh, and then Jerry went, took it up a took it up a level. So I think Jerry, the, those owners are probably the only ones that have the money to, to pull that off quite like Jerry pulled that off. So I don't know if we'll ever see that again until – uh, another rich owner goes in the Hall of Fame. Who are the more modern Cowboys that are going to be in the mix here? Witten, no doubt about her. Anybody yeah. else? Dez, Tony? How, how uh, interesting could these conversations get around some of the other players? Yeah, you know, I think you're right. I think Witten, obviously, uh, with DeMarcus Ware and then Witten are probably the two you look at uh, being on the modern era uh, among the Cowboys of, of the most recent teams. I think that, those are the two guys I think we'll see uh, go in next, and, and there'll be some discussion about Romo and Dez and, and maybe some others, but, you know, I, I think I would call them both probably long shots to have a chance, but even if you get in that 25, then you, maybe you gain some, same deal, maybe you gain some momentum if you get in that semifinal 25 list uh, and can eventually get to the 15 list. So those will be interesting ones for sure to see how they land uh, in the upcoming years. Shereen, uh, you know, moving from the Hall of Fame, uh, obviously you're still doing a great job of covering the Cowboys and the rest of the NFL. Now, what do you, what do you think about this year's Cowboys and their chances to make a run at it? Yeah, I think they got a shot, and and I think it's exciting with with where they are. I'm really surprised. I've heard had so many friends and Cowboys fans text me and say, "Hey, you think we should rest our players this week? Are you crazy? No, you don't rest your players. You absolutely want to win the division." Um, and they've got a chance to do that, and it's pretty amazing where they've come since that Jaguars loss that looked like that was going to end their chances for this thing, and all of a sudden they're right in it going into the last week, and that to me is exciting. But, yeah, I think they've got as good a chance, even if they have to go on the road. We saw what the Bengals did last year, as good a chance as anybody in the NFC to win this thing. I think they're that talented. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Uh, there's going to be some very difficult games coming, and you're going to have to, to, to beat a lot of really good teams. But I think when you start naming the NFC teams that, that have a chance, there's only three or four, and to me they're right there uh, with that chance to do it. Do you have any more insight on what you've been hearing in regards to that bills Bengals game or what the NFL might be looking to do uh, in terms of trying yeah. to make that up? Yeah, I just got off literally – Ten minutes ago, an NFL, or right before I came on here, NFLPA uh, call, and, and no decision's been made for sure, but it doesn't look like they're going to play that game. It looks like they're just going to throw it out, and at that point, the decision will be made about what they're going to do. It'll be winning percentages, probably, but are they going to add an eighth playoff team to the NFC and AFC? They might do that. Uh, Demora Smith, um, 
of the NFLPA said it would be a, a bargaining, it would have to be a bargained um, decision. So the NFLPA will have to approve that, which means the NFL is probably going to have to give them something uh, in return for that. So if they're going to do that, they probably need to move on that, obviously, because playoffs are scheduled to start next week. But it doesn't look like that the Bengals and Bills game will be made up. We're just going to uh, move on from that. Thank you so much, Shereen. Appreciate uh, all of your insights, and we look forward to catching up with you down the road. Thank you, guys. Salute. There she goes, Shereen Williams. A must-follow on NFL Twitter, doing some great work out there. Okay, when we come back, it's time for uh, Zach Wolchuk's Top 10 at 420. Where are we headed with that, sir? I have some NFL randos for you, plus it's National Screenwriter Day. So what are the most rewatchable movies of all time? I got those top 10. What's yours next on the fam? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, sir. Welcome back, nation. It is time now for Woolchuck's Top 10 at 420. Tank Lawrence show is coming up in about 15, 20 minutes. But here he is. The Wooly Bully himself, Wolchuk. Thank you very much, General. We will get into the top 10 most rewatchable movies here in just a moment. What is your most rewatchable movie on National Screenwriters Day? Do want to hit you with uh, a couple of rando NFL nuggets for you? Of course, the big news we had good news on DeMar Hamlin. Uh, a lot of Bills, Bills players talking about it. I know T. Higgins has commented on it and just saying, hey, you know, it feels good knowing that Hamlin's okay and doing better if you just now might be getting off work or tuning in. You know, DeMar Hamlin did uh, wake up last night, and he was squeezing the hands of doctors. He actually actually asked, you know, hey, did we win the game? What was the score of the game? And the doctor said, hey, you, you won the game of life, which was a pretty awesome moment there. Uh, he also has, uh, obviously, feeling in his hands, but feeling in his feet, as well, so we just continue to await more positive news regarding Demar Hamlin. Also, got positive news on former Allen Eagle and Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray, as yesterday he underwent successful surgery on his ACL and meniscus. So hopefully, Kyler uh, is able to bounce back and recover and uh, return to play next year. We'll see who his head coach is. I don't know if it'll still be Cliff Kingsbury, but I'm sure Kyler will still be a staple with the Arizona Cardinals organization. Yeah, big offseason coming up for them. A lot going on there, too. That, that's, a, that's a team. I mean, I've, I've kind of felt like that if they're going to make a switch, it's going to be at general manager. It's going to be at head coach. Keep an eye on Sean Payton for that one. Yeah, yeah. And he wants to go to the West Coast, it seems. Yeah, he, Sean. he Sean's, Sean, and I, I'm saying this, I haven't talked to Sean in, you know, a month. But I'm, I'm, I know... I know how Sean operates. Sean is one of those guys, he likes the, the, the aspects of player personnel. That's what Bill Parcells did. 
We always know about Bill and how he has love for personnel. As a head coach, a lot of these guys, Sean's got skins on the wall that he can go into an organization and say, listen, if you want me to coach, this is what you have to do. I have to have personnel control. I have to get to pick my guys. They got a general manager up in, in Arizona that is dealing with some personal issues. Cut the check. Cut the check for the head coach. Move on from those two guys. Give Sean what he needs. He's going to bring his guys in, and then the Arizona Cardinals will be immediately very competitive if that's the case. Be a big move. Uh, we also have one of the best necks in the NFL back on the field as the Dolphins have signed the neck, and not the neck dinner, but the neck of Mike Glennon back to their roster. Oh, nice, yeah, dude. Yeah, as they've got a bunch of uh, quarterback That's injuries. the quarterback with the saggy turtlenecks, right? Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. yeah. Damn right. Uh, so, Mike Lennon, maybe he ends up... Greatest up neck in the NFL since Merton Hanks. Merton yeah. Hanks. Yes. Yeah, that's when I remember. Uh, got got 3,000. <laughs> Man, there's been a lot of legendary sports necks. They're like, take spikes, that neck... Just oh, like yeah, straight yeah. girth Very neck. Thick. Not not, like not so much in tonnage. length, but yeah, more girthy. Yeah, it's like it starts under his ears. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just more trapped. Shoulder than to anything. ear. Shoulder yeah. to ear. There's a muscle yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, Mills, a triangle head. Mills was competing with, with Glennon. Yep. And, and when Glennon left, Mills was kind of the longest neck in the league. Yeah. But now I think Glennon's taking it back. Glenn, uh, well, yeah, he did retake uh he did retake that crown. And, and kudos to him. I would say Paul Puzlesny. Another guy, Penn big State, time steroids. linebacker neck, yeah. yeah, PED neck, if you will. Uh, Brian Cushing probably had one of those necks. Absolutely. A lot of good necks, man. No doubt. And shout out to Chicago Bears owner Virginia Hallis McCaskey. She's 100. 100 years old. Holy cow. Yeah. Unbelievable. What an achievement. Great run. She, oh, she, yeah. she, she absolutely, she goes to the games. You talk about somebody that like gets, like, she she knows her team. 100 years. It's funny, though, with the, with the McCaskey family, though, there's so many other family members involved. I think yeah, if she disaster. got rid of half of them, yeah. that she would their team would probably be better off. Yeah. There's too many McCas- She oh, she needs to be we, the we number. Need to get rid of some of the McCaskies. Yeah, like there's McCaskies that are screwing up her team, oh, like no. her own family members. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. There's very little accountability, from what I understand. Yeah. It's it's the worst situation for like being a family run team, and we that's saying a lot. Ask Will Chambers right. about yeah. it. I'm sure he'll text in momentarily. You come at this team here in Dallas. You see anything about that? Way worse than this team. Okay. okay good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. We yeah. can ask Stephen about that tomorrow around three o'clock. All right. Let's slide into the top are ten you the worst run family team. Or is it Chicago? <laughs> you know, he's going to def- deflect that. <laughs> Most well, at rewatchable. The the, at the end of the day. <laughs> the, well, I'll tell Obviously. You, it's 365 now. We're ter- always evaluating. The most rewatchable movies on National Screenwriters Day. Gentlemen, and we start in the Pimp Cup, as I always like to do. Lucius Alexander, what's your most rewatchable movie, sir? Goodfellas, Tombstone, Gremlins. Oh, all classic. Yeah. Oh, any of those any of those vacation movies with Chevy Chase? Oh, they're so good. Any yeah. one of those. Hello, we got your car, Mr. Papa Giorgio. <laughs> Papa Giorgio. <laughs> yeah. Those are all great. And those have all, I believe, been texted in at this point as well. So people are co-signing that left and right. Uh, got a lot of love for the Matrix. Ooh. Neo. That ne- is that where Neo's involved in that one? Yeah, Neo broaden your mind a little okay. bit, Krusty. Okay. All right. I don't know what, what is like rewatchable for others, but my most rewatched movies of all time. Freddie Got Fingered. Include Freddie Got Fingered. Mm. Daddy, do you want some sauce? <laughs> <laughs> Zoolander. Okay. 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 Uh, uh, Tombstone. Yeah. And then you go back into the 80s again when I didn't have cable. <laughs> and when you got to summer break... After Price is Right, it was soap operas for like five hours until cartoons came on or like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. 
So what we do is we watched old VHS tapes. We yes. watched old movies over, over and, and over and over again. Over yes, again. So my sister, she would have on like the Molly Ringwald stuff, but I would always put on Karate Kid or Back to the Future. Hell yeah. One or two. Either one of them. One Absolutely. or two. Those are yep. strong plays, man. Uh, I would go, you know, I'm a rom-com guy, Walchuk. I know you are. Hitch for me is going to be right up there. And it's always on TV. Hitch is always on TV. TBS. Stopping yep. every time on TBS. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, the scene where he has that allergic reaction. Yeah, that's it. Oh, man. Yeah. Amazing. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, when somebody gets beat up, they always post that meme under oh. there, under the <laughs> yes. captions yes. right there. Yes. Uh, and then Wedding Crashers. Oh, yeah. Wedding Crashers is up there for me. Come on. No question. Absolutely. Animal House okay. and Caddyshack were the two I always watched. Yeah, I will stop that. I, and then Blues Brothers, another one I'll stop down for. Caddyshack and Blues Brothers has great music. I love yeah. both of those movies. Yep. Uh, Happy Gilmore is way up there, too. Uh, Star Wars. Yeah, Star mm-hmm. Wars. I'd probably have uh, The Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say that very much confidence. Star Wars? Yeah, Star you kind of gave it that look. You said it, and you, I, I saw the reactions like, oh, that one didn't go very well. He said it well, these s- guys are too young, and you, no, for I've, I've whatever seen, reason, you I've don't watch it. Brothers. Star Wars. Caddy I Shack, watched I've it. Seen one I watched, time. Yeah, Not yeah, sure if you guys have heard of Star I, Wars before. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are some young bucks. But <laughs> yeah. Of course, the Harry Potters I've watched a ton, but you guys don't like that. And then uh, I, I'm with you. I'm gone in front of Hulsa. Guardian Leviosa. Oh, yeah, that's what he's saying. That's a waste of time. Same thing. You can go bleep yourself. It is. No, it's a waste of time. No, it's really not. Step Brothers. Fifty First Dates. Ooh, I have seen that quite a bit. That's getting texted. Tommy Boy. Yep. Tommy Boy is a good one. Coming to America. Yeah, Yeah, it's a good movie. Yep. All right, so here are the honorable mentions just outside of the top ten. You've got Jumanji. Original? The original. Okay. The Goonies. The Goonies. Goonies never say die. Chester. Chester Copperpot. Finding Nemo, which we talked about yesterday. there we go. Oh, that's beautiful. Escape. Willy Wonka. The original. The original? Yep. What Gene a mean Wilder. guy, bro. Gene, nah, man. Gene Wilder was Weird. good in that Like, thing. the real... I mean, Gene Wilder was great, loser. but the real-life Willy Wonka was awful. Nah, man. He's a good Gosh. guy. Gosh. Really? He kind of sounded like a creeper. He was a mean dude, bro. Yeah. And Home Alone, just on the outside of the top ten. Oh, swing and a miss. Bro, my, my daughter, my two-and-a-half-year-old has been asking every single day, can we watch Home Alone? Can we watch Home Alone? Can we watch Home Alone? And I have to fast forward at least the first 10, 15 minutes when they're just like throwing insults at Kevin for like the entire duration of the, until they go on vacation. So it's interesting. So I'm the only one that doesn't have children yet. You all have kids. So I do think (laughs) a a lot of these. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, that's true. I might have some running around out there that I don't know about. Keep your pants in. Two of the possible, like spades. I'm I'm usually pretty safe. That's why I don't have (laughs) any That's why you're trolling around with your pants down here. But we do have a couple of kids movies in the top 10. And I wondered if they're in the top 10 because you do have, you know, the kids that are like, please put this back on and they just want to rewatch it over and over and over again like number 10 is monsters inc mm. mike wasbowski mike wasbowski never so seen good. it you haven't no it's not seen it. oh you've you never seen it, it? oh man i wish that was you bro it's a good movie actually yeah. yeah abby is not a movie person you know i was looking forward to checking a lot of these off but she's just she likes shorter videos still okay yeah so we didn't, we didn't get into much movie watching number nine we got beetlejuice Oh, epic. I've watched Beetlejuice a lot. Beetlejuice. That was one that my sister would put on in the 80s and really? early 90s, and I was, I was down with that. Yeah. Beetlejuice is good. Number eight. Ghost this, with the most. This is pretty rewatchable. The Lion King. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Seen okay. it a lot. Man, talk about a tearjerker. Right. Really Friday. Put Friday on there. I've seen a Friday on the, the Ooh, list a few right. times. I do like Friday. Yeah, Friday. I watched Friday a lot. The Big Lebowski just got texted in. It's pretty good. Forrest Gump. Yeah, Forrest Gump's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Number seven is Men in Black. Man, okay. not for me. 
You not like for it? me. Not that I didn't like it. It's just it's not. I can't remember the last time I saw it. Okay. Number six, we got Back to the Future. Yes. Yes. Number five is Shrek, the first one. Oh, oh for sure, bro. Uh, really didn't hit for you? It was all right. I liked it. You were excited until Lucius said that, and then you went all down. Because I love Shrek. I'm a big Shrek guy. <laughs> Ogres have layers. Onions have layers. Number four, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Yeah, Park. I've seen that a whole lot. Yeah, that's the first one, right? I was yeah. a Temple of Doom guy. Yeah, were you? I really Is that where they ate like the monkey yeah. brains and Let's stuff? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Uishiba, Uishiba, Uishiba. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I was like eight I years like old when that came out. Yeah. Yeah. That was Ooh. The rare sequel that might have been better than the original, that Temple of Doom. That yes. was a good show. Yes. Super bad, Boondock Saints. Yes. Both getting texted in. Great movies. How about Police Academy? I used to watch the Police Academy oh, back in the day. One, and I haven't seen the sequel. Yama, 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 Is the sequel yama. worth watching? What, the sequel to Police Academy? Yeah, like, like seven of them. It was like yeah. eight, yeah. <laughs> no, I, well, I only saw the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all great. Good. They're all the yeah. same. Okay. You got uh, time. Go for it. Rush, I was just, oh, Rush Hour. Rush Hour. Oh, oh, good. Yes. Love it. How about National Security? Oh, uh, National what? Security's pretty good. What? National What's Security, like Martin National Lawrence. Security. Yeah. Or Blue Streak, Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Blue, Blue Streak's Street. pretty good. What? That's funny. Dave Chappelle. Diamond Heist. Yeah, bro. Those movies are great. Oh, Half-Baked. Old school. Oh, oh, yes. oh my God! Super bad, super oh, bad. Dude, That's I been texted Godfather. in a lot. Forty-year-old virgin texted yeah, in a lot, and uh, the Lethal Weapons and Meet Joe Black as well. Meet mm, Joe Black, Meet Joe Black, is so that, good. that blows you away, For man. My cousin Vinny. Oh, my cousin yeah. Vinny. That's a good show. Gosh, it's still so funny. The Utes, the two the, Utes. The Utes. <laughs> yes, I did play Shrek once, two on four. All right, here's the top three. <laughs> Blade. Oh, Blade. Yes, Blade's a great movie. Uh, the sequel, the one that they made 2049 that came out a few years ago, terrible. No, yeah. wasn't good. Uh, but Anna Armas is super hot. All right, here's the top three most rewatchable movies of all time. Number three, Jurassic Park. Okay. Number two is Toy Story. Just watch that again for the first time in a while. Holds up? It does. Number one, though, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Texted in a ton. Got texted in quite a bit. One of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, there's no a great story about redemption. It. Yep. We got a lot of love for Liar Liar coming oh, in here. Oh, man. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. There we go. <laughs> Moneyball. Moneyball, yeah. Bruce Almighty. Yeah, Bruce Almighty's worth a, another yeah, watch. Yeah, I like Bruce Draft Almighty. Day. Definitely. Who's Don't watching Jurassic Park again, though? You've seen it. Wow. I got a buddy that's obsessed <laughs> with Jurassic Park, man. And every time they re-release it, like for the 10-year anniversary. Oh, look, it's going to pop out of here. He goes, he goes and sees it again in theaters. It's just so, so unbelievable. You're going to get eaten by the dinosaurs. Hey, I'm It's with not you, even going to take 30 minutes. But they're like, End of movie. The fans for Jurassic Park, they are all about it. But I yeah. side with you, Gavin. I think some people, they like the movies for the visual effects. More, I like the suspense, the psychological thrillers. You know, like Top Gun, the movie stunts. That's cool. You like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Tell yeah. the truth. Oh, I love Jeff Goldblum. When he got hurt and you seen his ribs, he's like, oh, Dawson likes my part right here. If you haven't seen The Fly, The Fly's worth a watch with Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Fly. Take your oh, word for it. Oh, yeah. Brendel Fly when he yes. throws up on his food and eats it. It's weird. Good Lord. All righty. Thank you, Wolchuk. Top 10 at 420 That's every air, afternoon every here day. in the G-Bag Nation. <laughs> We got to run. When we it's come back, have we heard from Tank yet? Is he getting ready to do oh, us? Wait, I got, I got he he might be 40, home by now with said, Mike McCarthy's late he season said, schedule. Nothing yet on Tank. Forty-five okay. ish is what I was told. Okay, we're heading for the Demarcus Lawrence show right here on 105 through the fan. Stick around. Thank you, Lucius. It's the G Bag Nation here on 105 through the fan. We have the Demarcus Lawrence show coming up here for you in just a moment. It's uh, unbelievable. This season's already about to conclude. We'll have him for at least one more week after this for Wild Card Week. And uh, in the meantime, we will prepare for our final show of the regular season with Demarcus Lawrence here coming up in just a moment. Brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you.
Uh, CD Lamb was doing some media today. We got some. We got a fresh batch of CD Lamb quotes talking about his chemistry with Dak Prescott. He was on with Bruce Murray and Rich Gannon on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Gannon, Gannon. <laughs> yes, Rich Gannon, a great quarterback, a journeyman quarterback, uh, but ended up being a Super Bowl champion. Okay, they talked about here uh, the mindset of the game, yada, 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 but can you talk about the chemistry between you and Dak Prescott right now, C.D. Lamb? We're growing as a unit, as a quarterback and receiver duo, and I love every bit of it. The process was amazing, and all the work that we put in the offseason leading up to this point, it's been a grind, and we've done it behind closed doors. So no one really understands the type of time and the type of effort and the conversations that we've had, once again, coming up to this point, which is to let it all show in our play. Do you think Dak Prescott has his number one wide receiver for like the rest of his prime? I mean, the next seven, eight years, CeeDee Lamb could be playing at a high level. Yeah, I think that's certainly that. That's the plan, unless things go haywire in the negotiations. I, we discussed it the other day. It's like okay, maybe maybe the way you you do this thing is when you get a guy that you feel like is a bona fide beast, you pay him the money, and then you just recycle through wide receiver two, three, and four because there are so many good wide receivers these days. You don't want to like your. Pro- I think it's the middle class wide receiver that's going to get cut out a little bit more. If you're a super stud, and I think C.D. Lamb has come into his own in that super stud conversation, it feels like he would be a guy you would want to reinvest in and keep here for you know as long as he's in his prime. Yeah, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I mean, still so young. I I think the the chemistry that you have, and then you you're marrying two workaholics together, and I think that's what that quote spoke to to me. For C.D. Lamb and Dak, like, what's the challenge? How's the game evolving? What do we need to do? Like, the entire offseason and all the downtime, I think it's going to be focused on task. And when you have that, I, I think it could be special. Yeah, absolutely. When, when you see these quarterbacks and that, that have that wide receiver for a really long time, like the one that comes to mind, obviously, you have, like, Montana and Jerry Rice, or you have, like, Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, and then or, or Aaron Rodgers. and Urban. Aikman and Irvin, you have Rodgers and Adams for many years, and they get on this, the, the chemistry where it just becomes so insane to where they know exactly, he knows where the ball's going to be and he knows where his guy's going to be. Starting to get that. All right, yes, in, in indeed, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about uh, that coming up a little bit later on in the show, but it is time now for the Premier Player Show, brought to you by Ford Built for Texas, Built for You, as Demarcus Lawrence joins us now here He's on the, the fan. And a good afternoon, sir. How you doing? What up, man? How we doing? Oh, we're doing great. You, did you have a nice New Year's over there at the, at the Lawrence household? Oh, yeah. It was beautiful, man. I brought, brought it in with the kids this year. You know, me and my wife just chilled, so it was yeah. a great time. Yeah, yeah, me too. Did Did you make any sort of a New Year's resolution you can tell us about? Uh, No, I mean, you know, I want to make sure I come into the new year writing more. Uh, that's one passion of mine. I like to write, so I wanted to write more this year. Okay, what are we writing? Uh, everything. <laughs> okay. Can we, yeah. What, what, okay, so what, you, mean, what kind of topics? Uh, I mean, just life things, uh, you know, football, uh, family, things that I want to, you know, make sure I have for a safe, safe keep just in case, you know. Uh, oh, you so know, you kind of keep it a journal? Things, uh, oh, yeah, you know, for sure. You know, uh, different things that, you know, I want to, uh, make sure I leave back for my kids, uh, um, you know, different things that I want to do personally, you know, just, you know, things that I feel like, you know, um, 
as you grow as a man, you know, you got to continue to write your goals and, you know, make sure you're fulfilling what you're uh, trying to fulfill in life. I love that. So we can expect the Book of Tank coming to bookstores near you uh, after retirement. Oh, yeah. You never know, man. You never know. That's perfect. So, yeah, Tank, I, I do got to ask you about, obviously, DeMar Hamlin and what went down with uh, that Bills-Bengals game. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of your teammates have been asked about this, but your thoughts on, on, on that situation and, and maybe if it made you rethink about, you know, playing the game in, in general and, and, you know, taking each day and each game, each play and, and making the most of it or, or maybe how it impacted you in any way, shape or form? Yeah, uh, I mean, I feel me personally, um, the situation is too sensitive to, you know, touch on, um, you know, um, I've been playing this game all my life. And uh, to, you know, see something like that go down, uh, you know, it's tragic. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of players, you know, around the league, um, around the world, and, you know, praying for DeMar, uh, you know, uh, success um, in the hospital. And uh, it looks like everything is working out um, in his interest. So, um, you know, all glory to God. Um, and, you know, just really um, – it's, it's, it's hard to, you know, think about because, uh, like I said earlier, being able to play this game all, all your life, like, you know, you don't want to never, you know, install that fear in your mind. Right. Um, you know, so it's like, you know, it's hard to see. It's hard to, you know, witness that, you know. But, I mean, you know, we got to continue our journey. Um, and, you know, we got because that's what we signed up to do. Amen to that. And the good news is, as you mentioned, you know, DeMar Hamlin seems like we're getting positive news and, and he's getting better. I, I did want to ask you about the rookie Damone Clark and, and how he's coming along. Because you've played with a lot of really good players, but you've also played with some bad players. But he's been asked to do a lot more since your guy LVE has been hurt. And, and I was just curious, your thoughts on the rookie and how he's been playing? Because I, I think he's been looking pretty good out there. Yeah, my boy Vic Damone Jr., um, <laughs> You know, he's doing a great job uh, stepping in uh, for LVE. Um, you know, just proud of his growth, uh, his success, uh, especially, you know, coming off the injury, uh, you know, from college. So um, just, you know, seeing him growing, you know, his work ethic, and now it's starting to pay off for him. Um, I'm proud of him. I'm curious, Tank, when Walchuk said you played with some bad players before, who was the guy that, that popped into your mind? <laughs> was it Clinton Dix? Wow. Uh, <laughs> no, man. Uh, I mean... You know, I feel like every player has their own, you know, distinct way of playing and, like, you know, different systems, like, highlight things that players are not used to. So, you never know. You might have a good player in a bad system, you know. All players are good in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, you're dominant. Come on, Chuck, player. what are you doing Made over there, man? After I, heard, I don't know, Dawson, you talked about Danucci earlier, and I don't know if you still feel that way. <laughs> they're, they're, just not, they're not the Marcus Lawrence. That's, that's what I'm doing Fair. Over here. Yeah, yeah, very few that, are. Very few are. DeMarcus Lawrence show here on the fan. Hey, uh, a rookie quarterback making his first start this weekend, Tank, is this a, a special opportunity to finish the season with some big plays? What do you think? Yeah, man, um, you know, we got to make sure uh, we're stepping up our game and taking it to the next level, uh, especially heading into these playoffs. And, um, you know, they're giving us the opportunity to go out and get better, and we're going to make sure we take advantage of it. Will you guys get scoring updates regularly on what's going on with New York and Philly, and, and how much is that your focus trying to win the division still? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, 0% of our focus. Um, you know, the main thing is, uh, you know, for us to continue success is uh, – worrying about ourselves, um, making sure we, we continue to grow as a football team and, 
you know, everything will take care of itself down the line. How confident are you, Tank, going into the playoffs that, that this can be the Cowboys team for you? You've been a part of some good teams. Is this going to be the one that, that wins a couple in January? Yeah, man. Um, you know, um, hopes are high. I'm very excited. You know, like I said, um, you know, we want to make sure we focusing on ourselves and taking it one game at a time. And, you know, everything is going to play out how it needs to play out. Um, you know, I don't need to, you know, make no predictions or anything because, um, you know, this is the game of football. It only takes one play. So we're going to just make sure that play is in our favor. Tank, I don't think I've ever asked you this question, but, you know, we've seen these various metrics groups and stuff and now in pro football with the numbers and stuff, and you're the highest-rated defensive end playing against the run. Are you more proud about being a run defender or a really damn good pass rusher? Uh, I mean, both. I like to be a overall, you know, great player. Um, you know, like I said, uh, we, we put so much time into this game of football. Like, you know, you don't want to, you know, never come up short. So, you know, I, I want to really, you know, be great overall as a pass rusher and a, you know, run stopper. Um, because it, it ain't, it's, it's two levels of the game and that's the two levels. So, you know, I'd rather be good in both. Tank, uh, just a selfish personal question here, okay? I got a, an over-under bet on the line that I made with one of our co-hosts here <laughs> for Micah to hit over 15 and a half sacks this year, and he's been chilling at 13. Can we get three sacks for Micah, and can you help him out against this rookie quarterback they're starting over there with the Washington Commandos? You say he need three? We need three. We need three this week, and you can get three as well. I don't care. Let's get let's get three nine for the whole. You got to tell him what you why you got this bet, uh, or else I got to right. shave my beard and I'm going to look like a prepubescent little baby. Wow! Oh wow! All right, man. We can see what we can do for you. For I, sure. love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Appreciate all the love, Tank. Thanks on a great uh, season. We're going to get you next week too, right before the wild card game. Hell yeah! Oh, most definitely. Most yes, definitely. Sir. All right. right on. Yeah. Well, give me, give like him I hell. Said, we we keep we continue to do what we do, you know. I love it. I love it. Give him hell over there. We'll be pulling for you. I appreciate it, fellas. There he Have goes. Going. You got it. Demarcus Lawrence show here on 105.3 The Fan. Cowboys news of the evening. The real reason for the picks. I'll give you some more of these CD Lamb quotes that we were just discussing, and more. It's next in the nation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.